This is Pastoral. And then they teased that show that we never got. Oh yeah, that's fair. I forgot that that was. This was supposed to be an animated, a... an animated show voiced by Kanye and Kid Cudi. And we'll never get it. I uh, heavily invested in these dollar ninety nine foot long conies. Now I'm just stuffed. How many uh, did you buy? I bought four. I've only eaten two. Yeah, I can't do conies. I, I worked a, I worked there for a little bit when I was in high school, and you know, once you work at one of those places, all the magic is gone. I don't know about that. I still, I still enjoy Taco Bell and Taco Cabana. You're a better man than me. First place, Texas Rangers. Recording live from three, count them three locations, this is Pass the Rock. I'm Patrick, and as always, I'm joined by two... Oh, what are you guys? I didn't think Humans. I had this week. Two human men. Uh, Jacob, <laughs> aka Becky. I'm actually from the planet Nebular. Um, but we're not going to talk about that today. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and Caesar, aka LCs. You're making a whole lot of assumptions around my species, sir. That is fair. I I did assume your species and your gender, and I'm just going to move on. Um, yeah. You're going to get canceled <laughs> by all six of all all six of our listeners are going to rally. And you know what? I hope they do, because that might get us at least to 12 listeners. Uh, yes, we... Uh, Look at those Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones School of uh, All News is Great News. Well, guys, uh, didn't have uh, too much fun, extra fun stuff to talk about here. We had the, uh, I mean, the, ring the messy game. Yeah, yeah, I just meant in the, uh, in the banter portion here. In the gen pop. Um, yeah, we we had that messy game, which looked like it was fun. I'm kind of glad I didn't spend the money. I I have to be honest. I know it happened. It happened on like a Sunday night, I think. Yep. yep. What? Um, who won? All right. Well, I know who won, but, but was it worth the shit? Yes, it looked like a fun game. Honestly, I mean, it was five four. <laughs> it's not what you. How did my boy do? How did my defender do that? That talked a little shit. Not Which, not great, man. Um, is that Messi the, had is that the uh, two goal? goals. Is that the own goal guy? Oh, the own goal? I don't know if don't that know. was the guy who owned gold. Oh, no. I have no idea. Even if, although having watched. an own goal in general in that game is already very embarrassing. But, yeah. but, but like, you should have... Did you see the own goal? Because that one was actually hilarious. I mean, obviously I didn't, but I can I can definitely figure this out. I, all right, all right. You can, you can take a guess exists. or I can tell you how, how it happened. <clears throat> Although I don't really know where to find MLS highlights quickly. Uh, listen, you all you, you just go, think... go on the, I don't know the if that's app formerly joke. known as Twitter. Right? Go on. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad. No, that's what I wanted to hear, if anything. You know um, you know what we were talking about pre-show, the one platform that everyone's using? No, I know. I just didn't. Even that one day, I had questions, because sometimes these, these places don't understand. Uh, that's ugly. Yeah, but it looks it it's so funny because it looks like the guy was legitimately He was like, "Yo, this is the only time I'll ever get to feel like I got an assist from Messi." And then just headed it into his own goal. I'm like, "Yo, 
I respect. I that. don't blame. Yeah, I don't blame this guy. When's when is the next opportunity for him to play with a legend like Messi? Never. Yeah. So yeah, there's a that's funny. Oh, that, why would the hell would they care if Messi loses to Dallas or not? Oh, they're getting their ass beat. Wait, did we win? This what? No, no, no. Uh, Miami won. Okay, okay. So they tied but they the were, game, they were, and then they won in penalties. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. Okay. FC Dallas, yeah, FC Dallas was taking advantage of the time that Messi wasn't on. Oh, okay. So good. I'm glad. Well, you know what? It is what it is. Um, shout out to Cameron and Mace. Um, but yeah, uh, good good thing for FC Dallas at least made us proud and didn't get clowned. I mean, that wasn't the most graceful way to lose, but you know, it wasn't the worst way to lose either. And everybody got to see hella goals. I feel like that's a win. I don't know. Maybe some purists don't agree, but when I go yeah. to a, I mean, it was definitely a slap in the goals. face of all the uh, zero zero memes. So <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you had eight goals in total, and then of course you go to penalties, so you're going to see more goals. I can live with eight goals in a um, is it ninety minutes? This is not bad. Ninety yeah. plus ninety five ish minutes. It's about like 92, 93, depending, depending on yeah. how long the, the stoppage is. Since yes, there are no of course, my favorite thing in the world, stoppage time. No, I honestly don't think that one's goofy. I don't I don't want it, but I don't it hate is, it. It is oh. goofy, but it's not any more or less goofy than stuff in other sports. You know what else is goofy? Now that I look at the... I'm looking at the, uh, the box score for that match. Uh, there was two own goals yeah. on, on, on both sides. There was one two own goals. Both of them got one. So yeah, Miami yeah. had one as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's that's much uglier way to look at it. We, we could have just buried that. We're trying to promote the MLS here, Caesar. Oh no, that's it's part of the the charm. It's part of the charm. It's of American the propaganda. I don't. It know. is funny if uh, in hockey, if you accidentally score on your own goal, uh, they don't list it as an own goal and then put your name down. They just they give it to whoever last. They just give it to whoever last touched it on the other they, team. And, you know what? That's oh fair. In basketball, it's the same damn thing. You know, if you tip it in, it's uh, the closest person to the goal gets the point. No, they, you know what they should do in basketball is just deduct the point from whoever scored it. I don't hate that actually, but um, the team. I could see, I could see there being some pretty. Some pretty frustrated people um, going into that meeting trying to get that one through. Don't score on the other other team's goal, you dummy. I agree. I agree. Maybe if you snuck it in at the same time someone introduced a four-point play seriously, you could maybe work it that way. A little, little politics. Ooh. Speaking uh-huh. of a little politics. Oh. Um, we, me and Jacob, at least, I don't know about Caesar, we saw that bomb, the bomb movie. Oh, yeah, Oppen- bomb movies. Oppenheimer? Yes. Oh, Oppenheimer. I've seen Oppenheimer. I'm a red blooded American now. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to get too much into it. I just kind of found it like, like I, like I understand how people feel when they watch new Wes Anderson and new Quentin Tarantino movies. That's probably how I felt about this. I'm like, all right, Chris Nolan. And like, I, I get it. This is just a Christopher Nolan movie. It's not really like a. Although you know, for anybody else. Yes, yeah, Caesar. Was... How much spoilers do you want on this? No, I've seen it. I've seen all he of them. Oh, it, yeah. oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. I no, you're good. Yeah. Okay, I was. Beautiful. I was. 
Yeah, I was there. I, w- I was sitting there, and spoiler alert to anybody who hasn't watched the movie but at the time of well, this spoiler coming Spoiler alert, fucking YouTube it. Yeah. First of but all. It's, here, here's one of the bigger, not even necessarily a spoiler, because it's, it's been talked about a lot, and I'm going to bring it up, because just watching it, I was like, yo, this, this just doesn't feel necessary <laughs> at all. And it's in the, uh, that mock, like, trial, like, private trial that, uh, Oppenheimer's going oh, the through naked, the naked scene. The naked scene where he's just like, I respect the fucking Thornview and and his wife is just imagining it happening. I'm like, you know, I don't understand what this brings to the scene, but okay, yeah, <laughs> you're, supposed to, uh, you're supposed to be feeling what they're feeling about this being dragged out into the open. Yeah, their, yeah. their marriage being tarnished and on record. Sure, that. Because that that definitely helps me understand what was going through his head about being the the grandfather or the father of the nuclear bomb. That's definitely <laughs> ranks on my top ten shocking scenes of all time. I was gonna bring it up. Yeah, I uh, my girlfriend and I were stunned. We like oh. we were laughing at the whole like because there was a bunch of TikToks and stuff about women getting mad about how much uh, Florence uh, Pugh was naked in it or something, which is really not that much. And I thought it was fairly tasteful. But that scene is like, like, I was like, whoa. Like, I was like on a roller coaster. I was like, whoa. It was like, it kind (laughs) of got me like it was a jump scare, dude. I was like, what the (laughs) fuck is happening right now? You're like in the middle of this intense interrogation and then boom, titties. Like, what? Uh, Yeah, I was, I was definitely... I thought that was why it was worth it. It was a great shock value. People will remember that scene. There's no doubt. Clearly, because we I, now all kind of got there without talking about it first, too. <laughs> yeah, now now I understand why, like, on, on some internet circles, I've, I've been seeing uh, Sloppenheimer or Toppenheimer. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Sloppenheimer, for sure. Um, the one There was some stuff that I just thought was kind of weird, but, Patrick, how do you feel about that scene? I mean, let you get off on that one. No, I gross um, <laughs> pause i i appreciated it it's one of those things where you think about like if you're reading a book and you're like there's no way they could make this translate cause this is just like the way someone's thinking yeah i liked i liked that art uh, that artful like that. take on it um but you know whatever it's like i said i watch it like i get it it's fine like it's fine that's my overall thought here is it's fine it's just I a like lot the happening movie. I like the, yeah. the movie. It didn't yeah. feel that much like a three-hour movie to me, but I guess I was oh, kind of dude. excited for it. You know, and I, I'm going to say checked, this. I checked about... the time, and there was still an hour left. I was like, no way is there still an hour in this thing. It didn't nope. need to be that long, but I don't hate that it was. I thought I got a, I thought I felt like I got a good three hours out of that content. I think you should be required to have an intermission anything past, like, 2.45. Well, that's and why I do feel like get it's... Up, go to the bathroom. Yeah. Now it's nice to have the on-demand thing, and this is oh, that. I guess that's the one thing because this is the biggest part of the movie. I didn't really feel like I should have gone to see it in IMAX. I tried my damnedest, but it was so no. hard to get IMAX tickets. I couldn't. I would, yeah, it was outside impossible. of maybe the outside of maybe the one explosion. I can't imagine what other scenes were really all that gripping in it. Like I might go do it, it which just really was. It was very like I could see old people hating the fuck out of this movie, not because of the politics, which is a different thing, but because. There's definitely some parts that might fuck up your defib- uh, defibrillator. Um, <laughs> uh, also, like, dude, I watched a little, I watched a girl. She's probably a teenager or something. Like, 
jump straight up out of her chair uh, when the bomb went off. And I was like, they're not teaching these kids science. Because me and my girlfriend were sitting there. We know it's about to make the noise. You know, it's delayed. It's supposed yeah, to be delayed, right? Yep. They're making a big <laughs> deal of it. Like hearing <laughs> the single breath. That girl <laughs> jumped straight out of her chair. I thought, I'm pretty sure she caught air. I was dying laughing. Uh, uh, you know what? The movie <clears throat> got banned in Japan. And at first uh, I was like, you know, are they going to show the bomb, you know, hitting Nagasaki or Hiroshima? Uh, and they didn't. Great call. They didn't do it one time. They didn't show a single war scene. And I just thought to myself, as I um, as I'm watching, I'm like, man, whoever whoever made the decision to ban this over there, soft, so soft. Yeah, well, banning scenes, more egregious. It's been more egregious. I, mean, I get it. I get it. I, I get I mean, where they're coming from. I don't, I'm not going to be upset. I would I'm, say that no, people that want to watch it can stream it. Yeah, yeah. in the it's been, Yeah, in the interest of freedom, I would think you would have it. But you just have a a warning at the beginning, being like, "This is gonna fuck you up to watch this." Yeah, but it's also just like, "Hey, there's really not barely any mention of Japan in the entire movie." I understand why they would be upsetting because it's like, "Hey, this is the guy that well, built the, one the bomb." Mention is fuck pretty up your raw, country. though, right? Like that was that was pretty raw when he was like, "Yeah, honeymoon there, bro. No, no dice." Yeah. Uh, that was metal. Um, so I liked it because, like, I like I like to think about history a little bit more now that I'm older. I've gotten some more content under my wing. Um, if you've ever gone through the crash course with John Green of all the history, he does a fucking. I think he's fun. He's a little too much. He, can, he talks fast as hell, but like a lot of great content. I don't think is biased. Um, like genuine history guy. Um, the only thing always... I trust is Ken Burns and his. 15 hour yeah. PBS documentaries. He's, he's the opposite of Ken Burns, but they're very similar. It's like if Ken Burns was on meth, crystal meth is how I describe it. It's basically the same kind of Tick, like TikTok real hip hop. He's he, he uh Crash Course is one of the first massive YouTube successes. It was geared towards kids, obviously, but I think adults can get a lot from it. I watch it a lot. Um the great man theory is always a big part of history, right? Like, uh, I, I think I, I explained Donald Trump to a lot of people. It's this great man thing is great man doesn't mean good person. It means big, giant personality. Right. It means yeah. influential yeah. levels of like great men. In fact, in great man history, you usually don't want to be on that list. And that's what it, this movie was like a great man movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Oppenheimer was an interesting fellow and, I don't know how much is accurate. I know there's been some pushback, but I feel like for the most part, it's a very believable story outside of the obvious Hollywood shit. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't watching it for <clears throat> historical accuracy by any means. Especially considering, and maybe my biggest complaint I would say in the movie is too many super, too many famous people. I don't know why. When you're oh, yeah. like a historical, well, something that's, that's supposed fair. to be historical... But, I'm just recognizing everybody, and so I don't know who oh, their characters are supposed to be, because I'm like, oh, hey, there's Josh Peck. There were two cringy things. Yeah, you're right, actually. Josh Peck was a little jarring. No no disrespect. Good good for his career. No, he's great. I think he's a great um, actor. It's just, yeah, he was just, a number, he was like, after I'd already seen 40 other people I recognize, I was like, all right, let's slow this down. I had just to... not, like, I can't, I can't connect the actors to the historical person when they're all these famous people that recognize them, so many other things, I guess. 
Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, I had like a couple nitpicks though. I, I why did Einstein just kind of keep appearing and disappearing, like as if he was some sort of like supernatural character? <laughs> yeah, and then you you read it, you read it, like. I mean, that kind of of Albert is, Einstein right? is like... so, so much smaller in than what the movie portrayed. Well, outside of the first two scenes with them, that makes or the the first scene and the last scene, those obviously complete each other and they make a lot of sense in the movie. But the two yeah, scenes in the middle are so random. <laughs> but I feel like that's kind of the kind of the bit with him is like he's like this genius that just like kind of popped up, but like mostly kept to himself. So when he did pop up, it was impactful because you barely ever heard or saw from him outside yeah. of that. They did great because the first one is a continuity pacing thing, and maybe that's just nitpicking because it was like Oppenheimer was like, I need to talk to somebody. He basically hints that it's Einstein, and then he just immediately jumps into walking behind them in this random-ass path, and then they're just like, oh, shit, Oppenheimer, I didn't see you there. Like that For a Christopher <laughs> Nolan movie, that was a little disappointing. Not a big deal, but it was kind of like, come on, brother, what? Oh, uh, yeah, like, some of the, especially <laughs> some of the pacing early on when he's like going around Europe and stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, for yeah. sure. Well, he also uses a lot of Wait. the black and white color stuff that he does that from Memento. So, like, if you remember the Memento movie and how you had to watch that movie not to feel like you weren't a schizophrenic yourself, uh, it was you had to follow everything. Fuck it, it's been so long. It's you have to follow everything continuity when it's in black and white or vice versa. I forget. And if you do well, that, yes. then the movie makes more well, sense. Yeah, they tell you at the beginning of the movie, there's like that yeah, the title cards of fission and fusion. So one is like pre test or pre bomb and one's after. Right, yeah. I think yeah. black and white's after and colors pre, but yeah. Um and if then, you don't catch that at the very beginning, then you don't <laughs> then you don't know what's going on. And it was a joke on Twitter, but he actually dropped JFK's name like it was the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. he did. That was that was a little random. I I was stunned. I was like, I thought this was an internet joke. I was like, this is this is insane. This is actually just happened. That was so there was a couple teasing, parts. He's teasing his next his next movie about the CIA plotting to kill JFK. And then I, great. I'll watch I, that. My final point, and I'll let you guys cook, and we can move on. Is I feel like I'm giving Robert Downey Jr. the the Oscar because like I, by the end of that movie, I was like, fuck you, but you're right. I was like, but you're a bitch, but you're right. And I felt similar to Oppenheimer, but it was like, really, at the end, I was like, damn, like, you were a bitch. You did do a bitch move, and you got, you know, political karma, but, like, at the end of the day, he's right about Oppenheimer. And it was like, ah. So, I just appreciate that. It was hard to separate him, because he was doing a lot of the, the Robert Downey Jr. movements that he can't yeah. help. But, like, I, he, I don't he's care. He's been stuck in Tony Stark since 2008, so... yeah. I, I don't care. Old old shriveled up Tony Stark still did it for me. I was I was in the whole time and by the end of the movie I was like, Yeah, you motherfucker, you motherfucker, you I was wondering if Christopher Nolan was just trying to give us the the Trump president origin story of like uh that time Obama made fun of him and everyone was laughing at the whatever dinner. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Two, well, honestly, two years, I think two years later he's like Fuck this! I'm burning it all down. If anything, I think he's suggesting that this is probably a, a thing that's happened in history a lot. Yeah, like people. Yeah, uh, pride, <laughs> pride. Michael Jordan, right? Thing. Isn't that Michael Jordan's whole spiel? Swipe pizza. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Oppenheimer, I didn't have too much else to say. I just thought it would be something to mention since it was the cultural wave of the summer. Great movie. Not going to be that butthurt if it doesn't win like a ton of Oscars, but I feel like it's, there's a couple there that it should get. Probably. Who knows? It came out way, way early, so yeah. we'll see. I bet they rerun it in the holiday season. Yeah. Hey, uh, I might do IMAX then. Say this for for movie talk. Uh, not related to Oppenheimer, but uh, yo, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, really oh, dude, good. I've, I've been okay, good. I was wondering. Really good. I know that the one that came out like last year, the year before, didn't do so well. I think. It, so, oh wait, it was one that came out last year. What was it called? Are you sure? You know how they do animated like all the nonsense. I'm not gonna lie. I've kind of already gotten to an age where I just have all of those movies filed away under when I have to watch movies with kids later. Rise category. of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie. That one That's... must have slipped right past me because I had no idea. But this one, this one was uh, for. This one was less for kids and more for anybody who grew up with the with the series, while still kind of appealing to you know the the younger audience. Nice. Worth a watch. That's and all you plus, want. Yeah, you want to make it look good one. for the kids, but like actually secretly entertain me with adult jokes. Plus, also the soundtrack. Fantastic. Fan- whoever whoever curated the soundtrack for this movie, hats off to them. It was Seth Rogen's movie, so I'm sure that usually he pays for. Is it? Was there any Wu Tang in there? Can I? No Wu-Tang, but there was what? still some classic New York. Uh, All right, well, was there, like, a Wu-Tang member in there? There had to have been. There's no way there's a Wu-Tang-free Seth Rogen project. No, I, I the, oh, the song that sticks out to my mind is Annie Up. There was... Oh, nice. That makes sense to use. Yeah. There, there were some other East Coast classics in that that, were, that was being used. A little bit of R&B, a little bit of hip-hop. Uh, all East Coast. But I don't recall a Wu Tang song. Here we go. Annie Up. We got that one. I know De La Soul and Otis Redding. Ninja oh, Rap. So Vanilla Ice. Riot. Hugh Masekola. I know I'm not going to pronounce that right. Cavern. Liquid Liquid. Dance. ESG. No Diggity. Uh, no Diggity. We got Old Dirty. We got, we got Shimmy Shimmy, y'all. Oh, they uh, did. They did have Old Dirty Bastard. Yes. Okay. How can I forget yeah, that? I was about to Oh, in Brooklyn Zoo. Okay, yeah. So, Ooh, yeah. we got some Doom on the album, too? Yeah, dude. There's no way that... Like, Seth Rogen basically started a new um, genre of white man. If not started it, he is the face of it. And I'm just saying this as a self-aware person. I'd fall into this category to some extent. Um, I have a Wu-Tang playlist that, that is features <laughs> the artists, their solo stuff, and most of the affiliates. So, I understand And that shit is aging well. I really don't think Rap Snitch Bitches has aged any better than in 2023. Oh, they had a tribe called Quest. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Well, yeah, uh, that's, that's mandatory. Honestly, though, the J. Cole remix of that, not bad. Because, well, not to be disrespectful. It's not It's not a J. Cole remix. Like, he raps on it. He just added a little extra flavor to the beat. Oh, okay. They put it on like a 20th anniversary of the of the album. It's really good. I fuck with it. I think I listened to it more than the original version because it's really. I think it just adds like another layer of sampling or something to it. But it's really cool. Uh, 
fills it out because you know those old tracks used to be kind of not not as layered. Yeah. Now we'll say there's a few songs in the in the in the movie that just stick out, and I'm like, oh, was this necessary? Unwritten by Natasha Benningfield. That's I'm always uh, good for that. That's a, <laughs> that's the Lady Products uh, commercial. I always think of that. <laughs> there's a <laughs> Mr. Lonely by Bobby Vinton. And if you don't know what no, that one is, not the, how, yeah, it's, it's not how, the Acom version. Not the Acom version. Nope. Uh, or the uh, or the uh, Kim Jong Un version. Yes. Oh my God. America, Pro Police. Oh, I don't no. know if that's. I don't know if that's the same play on that, but it is basically the same thing. Uh, yeah. There's a. I don't remember a song, but this particular song, but "What's Up" by Four Non Blondies. I'm not familiar with yeah. that. Yeah, Four Non Blondies. Yeah, Four Non Blondies. Hey, yeah, that's a big yeah, song. Yeah, My girlfriend yeah, actually listens yeah. that song a lot. <laughs> Randomly. That's where you get the uh, <laughs> the uh, He Man meme. Oh, oh okay. shit! I didn't know that though. Uh, oh, there's "Push It to the Limit" from Scarface. Push it to the limit. Wait, who does that? That's like a, was that a Kenny Loggins one? Engelman. <laughs> Paul Engelman? We're gonna need a montage. Montage! If you fade out, it seems like more time has passed in a montage. You know, I'm surprised that with Ice Cube vocal cast used at least one song of his. That's fine. Well, it was, seemed like it was East Coast, so. Yeah, it's the turtles, dude. Although Ice Cube did say he was the first guy to start messing with East Coast. I don't know if that's fact checked or not, but that might be right. <laughs> he says a lot of stuff. He'll uh, say a lot of stuff. <laughs> I, I've not fact checked him on that, but he did claim that in one of the last interviews I saw. All right. We'll, uh, we'll probably wrap up movie talk there. I do like having movie talk, though. I don't hate it. Mr. Um, movie phone. Thank you for calling Movie Phone. If we have any uh, yeah, younger so, people, then they really would be like, what the fuck yeah, is wrong with these people? Point you to a Seinfeld episode and you'll be even more confused about how people used to live. Uh, Ooh, Seinfeld might actually help, though. I feel like that's a good Netflix show. Whoever Seinfeld, else writes. I haven't done the exact math, but my assumption is 75% of Seinfeld episodes wouldn't happen if cell phones existed. Uh, oh shit! That's a good lens to rewatch them through. A lot of old TV is probably good to watch. <laughs> watch that way. A lot That's of misunderstandings fair. and miscommunications that involve not having cell phones or a map <laughs> on so your true. cell phone or. <laughs> Damn, TV writing really had to start working hard, and then it just said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna start making fucking reality TV." That's part of my obsession with the wires: the watching the technology transform. And how yeah, some people would fair. go, some people would go backwards to stay ahead, and that kind of thing was kind of cool. But yeah, all right, I gotta get us out of there. Speaking of the wire, which is in Baltimore, uh, and Baltimore has a baseball team, and that baseball team is named the Orioles, and the Orioles have a broadcaster whose name is Kevin Brown, and if you follow anything to do with baseball, uh, that's that's the name you've been hearing all week. Uh, gentlemen, I don't know how familiar you guys are with this story. Uh, well, I'm Kevin familiar. Brown was, Kevin Brown was quietly suspended two weeks ago, basically. Um, 
he was the Baltimore uh, soft. <laughs> yeah, their owner, their owner's under a lot of fire for this. I think you're talking um, about a legendary franchise here, and one that really is being misunderstood and misrepresented. It's definitely a legendary franchise, but yeah, the owners, <laughs> the owners under some hot water. I'm just um, kidding. I, yeah, I don't so want to be. I, I was going to play actually... the side of Baltimore, but I really <laughs> don't feel like you can side with the with the team, and I don't want to. No. Especially when you hear that clip. I was, so I'm listening to the clip on the radio, right? They introduce him like, check this out. Uh, you know, they say the guy's name and what he got suspended for. And then they play the clip all the way through. And then it's like about two, two seconds of silence. I'm like, what did he say to, to warrant suspension? Like, the... And then they, you know, go on and talk about how they didn't like that he pointed out that the team has sucked for years. But he did it in a very uh, contextual way. Yeah, yeah and I'm and like, I'll, I'll try to add the I'll try to add the clip in post. But basically, if anyone listening doesn't know what we're talking about, he for the Orioles, Brandon Hyde has felt like this has been maybe the toughest ballpark to play in. But the Orioles have a chance to do something special today. They've already clinched at least a split in the series winning two of the first three and they could pick up a series win behind Tyler Wells today it's been a minute the Orioles split a two-gamer with the Rays in June they had lost their last 15 series here at Tropicana Field you have to go back to when our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale June 25th 2017 the last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete Already got three and two of the chop this year after winning three of 18 the previous three years combined. It is a stark difference, Ben, and it is not a bad Rays team. It's not like all of a sudden the no. Rays uh, became slouches in the American League East. They've led this division every day, but now two, and the Orioles once again are back alone in first place. Yeah. That was presented on the broadcast about how the Orioles are now starting to win more in Tampa Bay than they used to. And that was twisted into him talking bad about the team or something. Yeah, like, did the owner even listen to the fucking clip? Like, I just want somebody, the next guy, to, like, just not actually call the game. Or call the game, but instead of using any other extra data on what's actually happening with the current roster, just only go to Baseball Reference and Cal Ripken's page <laughs> and just recite every stat Cal Ripken has. Just that's it. Just filibuster it. That would be beautiful. I would. I'm, I would. One hundred. Call him. Call him to call him. I want you to read every single stat on his entire baseball reference page while calling a game. That's oh, yeah. the we'll appropriate response. We'll see what happens as Kevin Brown returns to work uh, Friday the eleventh, which is tomorrow for us, and sometime in the past for you guys. All right. This is the uh, the owner, by the way, of the Orioles. His name is Peter Angelos. Angelos. He's a he's a trial a lawyer. You know, for somebody who has to you know deal with a lot of she... visceral visceral language in the courtrooms. You soft son of a bitch, man! You couldn't handle one one little critique that was honestly painting your your franchise in a positive light. God, whatever. But luckily, luckily, what came out of it because they tried to do it quietly. Like I said, that that broadcast was a uh, basically two weeks ago, and then no one really found out until this week that this had happened. Um, 
and I think if if not every team, nearly damn near every team's broadcast uh, has come out in defense of Kevin Brown this week, and that's that's not something you see a whole lot. Uh, you really usually no need to. You know, when Tom Brenneman got suspended, <laughs> nobody was like, I stand for Tom Brenneman's right to say the F word on TV. Bro, uh, all of us learned that Kansas City <laughs> even had those rumors. I didn't, I think most of us didn't even the, know that like people talked about F- Kansas City the like that. capital of the world. There yeah. is nobody. I, I'm sorry. I, I've heard a lot of wild shit in my life. That was definitely like the first nice. time I ever like heard that Kansas City, Missouri was anything like there's that like a, there's like a sitcom cutaway to just like a some gay bar in kansas city with the tv on and they hear that and they're like oh shit they know <laughs> like bro i'm dying i'm like like what in the hell I, I still want more context but it's really just nothing you can get context for and like oh what, what do i to just go to, to kansas man, city yeah. well I, mean, I guess i could do yeah. that do i just go to kansas city and ask Hi, is, yeah. this the, is this the F capital? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so that's a little bit of a controversy in baseball uh, involving ownership that's not the A's. Um, I'm also going to try to find and either throw it somewhere in the intro or uh, maybe just write while we're talking about this, bury it behind there. There's cool audio from yesterday's game where you can hear fans chanting free Kevin Brown uh, towards uh, the press box. wonder how many confused people thought that was about something else that was at the stadium. Yeah, like like someone's locked up. What's Mama, also who the hell is Kevin Brown? <laughs> yeah, Kevin Brown is also a Pretty famous former player. His name, not the actual, not this guy. He's not that player, but he's got. Let's say, oh yeah. Who? I don't even know who the Kevin Brown you're talking about is. To be honest, he's pretty good, man. Uh, that's unfortunate. He started here, so maybe that's why I know him is because he was drafted uh, here and whatever. Okay. Uh, he he pitched behind Nolan Ryan in the late '80s, early '90s. Oh yeah, I've got zero reference for baseball history. Uh, much less eighty. Yeah. 86 to 05. Okay, that so, makes sense. All right, that's a long been ass time. around. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's like uh, whenever I first started watching baseball, there was Jamie Hoyer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was or, like, uh, how long is this dude like, been this? I feel like Smoltz. It always seems to happen with pitchers. Oh, yeah, like, that dude too. Nolan Ryan technically pitched in four different decades, which just sounds ridiculous, but it's 69 to 94, so... <laughs> Yeah. Damn. 30, 30 plus years throwing 100 miles an hour. Jesus Didn't you, Donis Haslam, just you know? I thought an NBA player hit four decades, but I feel like that's not right. Because LeBron's the mm. oldest now, and he didn't do it. No, he'd be, he's only in his third. So who would be, I don't know. It doesn't matter. You would, it would I have to be, it out. would have to be 99. I think, yeah, it would yeah, have to be someone who just retired. 90s. That played four decades, but I felt like that happened. I don't Tom know. Tom Brady. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no. Did Brady play four decades? Did he play in the nineties? Uh, I think he's the ninety-nine draft, right? I might be wrong about that. That's crazy. Right, well, I thought anyway. he was two thousand draft. Or did he play his he's, first? His first draft. I'm not stat. No, you know. 
Yeah, you're right. 2000 draft, so he missed it. Oh, Peyton. No, but Peyton didn't play into the 20s. Peyton still played in three decades also. Oh, well. We'll figure it out. Kind of pretty difficult to do in any sport that's not baseball, really. Get our people on it. Um, so we'll we'll get into talking a little bit about the Rangers. Uh, it was a pretty solid week overall. Uh, we won seven games in a row, eight games in a row, and we finally lost one yesterday. Uh, so that'll happen. Unfortunate to lose to the A's. You don't like to see that, but you know when you play three games against a lot of teams, you're gonna lose some of those. So I'm not too uh not too upset about a two nothing loss to the A's after beating them two games before that. Uh, Astros. Mostly keeping pace. Uh, they lost today, so it's back to two and a half games. Um, we had yeah, the Kansas uh, City of the West, right? San Francisco. Okay. Uh, yes, we are. We are headed to San Francisco, and they're they're a pretty good team. Uh, so that'll be a nice a nice test for us. Uh, three games against the Giants. No, no, no. What are they doing for Bochy? Yeah, that's a good question. I we honestly didn't think even think about that until you that just tomorrow? mentioned it. I kind of forgot. Uh, yeah, it'll be tomorrow night, Friday night in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, they're uh, going to do so something. Hopefully they do something. And, I mean, he won, what, two, three titles there? And who has to start tomorrow? John Gray is starting tomorrow. Um, okay. That's and I, I forgot about John Gray last week. I didn't even mention him when we were talking about I, I I was thinking about that, but I was kind of confused as to where he stood in this process too. But this is an amazing problem to have. So yeah, it's definitely not a problem <laughs> the Rangers have ever ever had before. Where it's like we actually have about a starting pitcher arms. <laughs> yeah, we have too many arms for the five in rotation, even with injuries. Uh, yeah, three titles for Bochi. Obviously, the first one against us, twenty ten. Then he Which won in twelve that and big fourteen. A deal. I don't have salty feelings on that one because, like, the only thing that no, I hate about that no, is that Clifford I mean, made his decision after that. No, once once we beat the Yankees and we got to the World Series, I don't think anyone here was going to be upset with the result. And I think the team played that way, and that's why they didn't win. <laughs> um, yeah, big time but, Timmy Jam. And that, there was that, too. I mean, that team had such a good rotation. Yeah, they had uh, fucking not obnoxious rotation. That's yeah. That's that. Um, as far as what's going on with the Rangers, uh, Josh Young breaking his finger, fracturing his thumb. I guess that's the big one um, that could potentially cost him Rookie of the Year, depending on how much time he misses. Obviously, that's a back burner. Side note: you know the main thing is getting him healthy for his future. Uh, this season, future. This yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, it's you know, you hate you hate for someone to miss out on that because he was playing defense and just took a ball the wrong way off the glove. That really sucks. Well, the real uh, question so, is, what's up with the hand injuries in our fucking team? Is this is this just a thing, or like is this is this special? Uh, Jonah Heim, actually, Jonah Heim, I was seeing yesterday that they're actually have him hitting in practice already, so he's potentially. Coming back sooner than we thought, uh, which would be great. Uh, hopefully, not rushed. It's hard to say. Um, and then the I think they're saying Yavaldi is also still ahead of schedule. My guess is he's he might pitch like one or two more times before October just to warm it back up. Fair. 
which is also a hilariously nice problem to have of like, oh, when do we get Uvalde back into the lineup? Uh, yeah. Um, coming up, we got those three games against the Giants. We got three against the Angels, and then three against the Brewers, who uh, I haven't been keeping up much, but they're ahead in the NL Central right now. Um, but I couldn't tell you a damn thing about about the Brewers. They're probably the best kept secret in baseball for first casuals who aren't fully devoted to watching Ryan the whole Braun. league all year long. Yeah, I don't think Ryan Braun's still there. <laughs> yes. I saw that there's a Prince Fielder the third coming up, or Prince Fielder Jr. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Another Prince uh, Or I wait, what was his dad's the, name? Uh, Cecil. C- oh, that's right. Okay. I would say that the Brewers might have one of the best logos in all of sports, though. Uh, it's like the baseball glove, but it's made out of an M and a B. It's really cool. Do they still uh, have a slide? I think they do still have the slide. They, Good. I like their whole bit. Stay your uh, roots. As much as, as much as I hate the Packers, I know people from Minnesota hate Wisconsin. I don't have that full on hate, so I kind of like the Brewers. I kind of like the Bucks. Uh, yeah, the Bucks like have the nice vibe. branding under the Giannis era. They've done a really yeah. Good honestly, job with that. I think I think all Wisconsin sports do a great job of their branding, but. I uh, I think the the Packers stuff is fugly and they get away with history, but right. And I mean, they kind of have the Cowboys thing of just like just just kind of keep it where it is, you know, just no. don't fuck with it too much. No, um, but they're not sexy. Yeah. So I don't know if y'all have anything specific you want to ask or talk about with baseball. What if you see anything this week? The new guys have looked good. Uh, Scherzer had that rough start to his first game. His last one was great. Uh, Montgomery was fine. He lost. He got the loss yesterday, but again, two nothing loss. I'm not. Yeah, that's we, we goofed on that one. That's you can't yeah, blame the pitcher. That's on the offense. That's not. Yeah, that's not him. To only score zero runs against a team with like a negative 280 run differential. <laughs> Everybody went out partying the night before. You know what I mean? It's, it is what just, it is. It's just yeah. You know, it's team bonding. Chalk it up to team bonding. Actually, that might be the last time the Rangers ever play in Oakland. I'm not sure. I need to look at the schedule. Further, I didn't think about that. Well, it's been good. It's too bad. It's been real. It's been fun. Ain't been real fun. Least hated of all the rivals uh, over my fandom, at least. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think the Mariners maybe. <clears throat> oh, the Mariners have been so irrelevant since I've been watching baseball <laughs> that it and doesn't even, matter. I mean, even when they were good, like I get mad at the A's when they're good. I don't want to lose to them. There's something about the Mariners. I don't hate it as much. As much. I used to really obviously hate the Angels, and I still feel like that's the passionate hatred. Well, but, like Houston's, they're just so funny. Yeah, but Houston the Houston thing was over. forced upon me. I didn't want that. Well, I don't care about the them Astros. Getting, them getting good that really turned it up. So that was fucking now, Major League Baseball waking up and smelling the roses twenty years too late. <laughs> there it is. is funny. Houston's been around longer than us, but I don't ever think of them. It's and it's like the 05. Yeah, no, and it's and it's fair. Like it's just I don't know. Baseball in Texas has probably got a long story you can tell of why both cities have underperformed for what you would think expectations could be, and obviously the heat money. and that shit. Yeah, I don't right. Know if there's money. much to say besides money. 
But well, but who's yeah, I guess like enough money to spend? It's like Dallas and Houston are both backed by oil people, so I don't know who's owned the teams in the past, so I, I don't know. But I'm just saying, like you couldn't get anybody in there to be a player. You know what I mean? So governors, I don't think the Bush family was short on money. Was that who owned the Strohs for a while? The Rangers. Oh, the oh, duh, George. Duh, 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 George. W. Yeah, fuck, w. It's part of a partnership. He didn't outright own the team, but obviously, you know. Yeah, he was the face of it, right? He's like Alex Rodriguez yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah, and he got his own little suite back at the old ballpark. Beautiful. W. No, I don't Good think I have too much on baseball, though, otherwise. Uh, we passed yeah. the anniversary of Nolan Ryan beating up Robin Ventura, which is yeah. always funny. Yeah, I saw it on the Twitter feed. I was like, ah, oh, of course. Oh, you know what? You since we're on the topic of of baseball players getting beat up, do we want to <laughs> do want to like give a pat on the back oh, to yeah. man? Like that man that could not catch. We already had a whole riverboat brawl since then. Uh, oh, that one. We need to talk about that while we're on this segment too. No, I think the internet has had that one. That one went by. If you haven't seen the riverboat bar- brawl, it's all over the internet. You can just type yeah. in uh, yeah, this what is, is it? Cool. Is it? New one, Montgomery. I'd, yeah. I'd prefer to talk about that one more if it was less sad to think about what was actually happening. Well, yes, but if you we've got the full context here, and it just seems like at the end of the day, unfortunate business was done, and there's no there's no more need of opinion. You know what I mean? Be respectful to people at their jobs, and things won't happen. Um, yep. But also now we know that there's a there's going to be a new cultural icon, and that's throwing up the hat. As a call to arms. <laughs> well, that and the fucking um, the chair. That, the chair. Oh man! Somebody, I... you know, somebody put the laser pointer on the chair, bro. Come on, man. Dude, no. What was <laughs> the the chair has been so so funny? Just seeing people make videos about them carrying chairs or or how they're carrying chairs around now. I'm like, yo, this this is what I needed to get me through the week. Yes. Was the was the fallout of this video? Go find the content because it's funnier than we'll be able to explain it. And you get full context because there might be some nasty content because you could have clipped that a bunch of different ways and spun it however yeah. you wanted to. Um, but look for a good, look for a funny edit. There was some dude who made it like WWE style on TikTok. He's the winner. Um, but Tim Anderson, that one's worth talking about because he went nuts out on Twitter and then that changed his profile Anderson. picture. Change his profile picture to uh, King Vaughn, and then apparently, who's, and then a bunch of people start. King Vaughn. Uh, oh, okay. We'll get to that in just a second. But it's very, fu- it's sad and funny. Um, and then apparently he's also got other stories coming out of the woodwork of times that dudes have gotten to steal off on him. So now everyone's just knows that Tim Anderson is whose ass gets beat. Um, no, uh, so King Vaughn uh, is and again a white sock. In a highlight, getting their ass beat. Just want to point that out, but go ahead. Yes, true. Um, uh, so, King Vaughn is uh, one of the more famous recent Chicago rappers who has died um, because uh. he was essentially a serial killer. And most people would tell you that he was a serial killer. Um, his songs would tell you that he was a serial killer. Uh, again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, the internet makes a lot of jokes about King Vaughn and... Um, I'll let you guys also search those because I don't want to. I don't want to have any people in the South Side of Chicago mad at me for any reason. But yeah, so he means a lot to some so people tired. in Chicago. 
But ultimately, it, 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 even if you like his music, which I do like some of the King Von stuff, I've got some of it. Um, but he basically explains that he's a serial killer. And most likely, had he not died, he would have eventually been top for being a serial killer. Like, not like in the not like the sense of like, you know, not like the serial killer we think of. Like, I mean, like a soldier. Like this man had a this man was very yeah. proud of how many men he had murdered in his life. And so, a yeah. real player. Yeah, and you know, the one thing about rap music is you'll always find out who's telling the truth and who's lying based off of who survives the longest. Typically, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. But yeah, anyway. So yeah. he did all of that, and then it only made him look worse because the internet's been making jokes about King Von looking up at people since he died. And I guess you guys don't understand what that means, right? So, oh my god, right? So you know what I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I, was, it just, I get it. It just wasn't. It was just a bad PR look for the whole respect of Tim Anderson's career. His his uh, internet street cred went down quite a bit. This entire credibility, just in general, has gone gone down yeah. the shitter. It was a series of unfortunate events. And perhaps maybe one of, if not the most anticipated John Boy videos of all time. True. I am i don't like that guy, because now the Rangers are good, and now he's my enemy. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like his breakdowns, man. Alright, I agree, but like at the same time... I need him not sniff around Arlington for a while. Take his shit elsewhere. <laughs> but also, did y'all did y'all see somewhere where like before this fight, uh, Tim Anderson was in a hitless streak, and then if you look at that fight, he's still technically on a hitless streak because he didn't land not oh, one oh, shot. I like it. And that one, that top of the dad joke rafters. Woo boy, that one, that was a good his one. Own... His own teammates screwed him because I don't know that uh, Jose Ramirez is going to get the angle right to knock him out if his if the White Sox teammates aren't there. It was funny to see Elvis Andrews in the background of that, just like he is in the background of the uh, Odor Bautista one. He's the he's the common denominator. My favorite baseball like, player of all I like, time. I like to imagine he's just over there stirring shit. <laughs> That's what he does, bro. That's why I really love Elvis like more than anyone can ever understand because it's it's bigger than a box score. The, the man's a top tier instigator. He really just he just I just appreciated how much he treated baseball as if he was just hanging out with the fellas. Maybe you could argue that was a bad thing. Maybe there's a reason he never got past the twenty home runs too often. But at the end of the day, I still love him. Yeah, just not what he was. Except for that yeah. one time. An incredible I, defensive shortstop for a long yes. time. Yeah, not for sure. For sure. Like I said, no no hate on Elvis Andrews. Hopefully people that are big baseball nerds do feel the same way I do. But I know that there's an irrationalness to it because of I just appreciate in a sport that isn't necessarily the most entertaining all the time that Elvis never let me what down. What do you mean? <laughs> Just people readjusting their dicks for <laughs> nine <laughs> innings. <laughs> Look, and that's that is a thing where because probably because I played uh, played a little bit of catcher, I you're just more hey. you're more uh, mentally involved in every single pitch than you are out in right field. 
No, that I feel you. I feel you, and I I can watch baseball like a nerd, it's especially hard, live. It's hard to. There's not another sport where I'm like, I guess maybe a goalie in hockey or like a kicker and like they're like in basketball and most of hockey and most of football. There's not like a wait around position. Like you're just you're you're always going. You know. Yeah, fair. Anyways, that's pretty much all I had for for this week of baseball. We'll look out for uh, just hope the Rangers keep doing what they're doing. It's it's weird. This is I think tied for the best start they've ever had with the nineteen ninety nine team, uh, which won the division yeah. uh, and then went on to the to the playoffs and the losing in the first round of the Yankees. But that Yankees team won the World Series every year. The Rangers won the West back in the nineties. So. It's nice yeah. to see the W's piling up, but it's still not enough. We got, I love it. I love it. I honestly, I'm really not even that. Like, it's nice to know that even with the injuries and stuff, we're still like, ah, I mean, fuck, we're sitting kind of nice. Like, yeah, Astros are going to be there. incredible. But if like, I told you before the year that Jacob DeGrom was only going to pitch like four total games, we're going to be Jacob but but we're going to be 68 and 47. We came in double the Jacobs we had, and now when we when we still are back to what we had before, we're still surviving. Maybe because there was one Jacob that was always here the whole time. But on that note, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pass pass this rock on over to our Jacob, <laughs> the one still standing. Really, the only one that matters for now. For now, I'll share the stage uh, eventually. For at least Ordozzi, right? But anyway, um, basketball day, time. Maybe Go when ahead. he gets back, we'll work on how how to pronounce his name. <laughs> yeah, I I just have seen it. I've never attempted to actually. Learn it. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and honestly, I thought I had it right, so that shows you how little effort I put into it. Um, but anyway, I believe yeah. it's Odorizzi, but oh, that's. Mm. I think that's your family lineage. I respect it. Um, that concludes part one of this week's Pass the Rock. If you liked what you heard, please share us, subscribe us, um, do everything you can to get us out there that we're not doing. Or tell us what to do to get us out there that we're not doing. Help me help you. I don't know. Thanks. This is Pass the Rock.